0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Wanna Shot. So, today we will be discussing some nutrition topics. The topics include discussing the main food groups, the fe- main food macros, and how to eat while exercising. Nutrition is one of my favorite things to discuss and research, so I'm really excited for this episode. I am not a dietitian, but um, I have taken Some nutrition classes in school, and we talked a lot about exercise with those. So, I'm not a dietitian. Make sure you always consult with a professional before changing or adding something to your diet. This is just what I have learned and what I have researched to share with y'all. So, with that being said, let's get started on learning about these food groups and how to eat for your body. Also, this is worth mentioning that. Exercise is very individualized, and so is nutrition. So test all of these tips on yourself to see if they work for you, and they might, and they might not. So it's very individualized, just like exercise. So if you're working out regularly, um, like three or four or five days out of the week, you definitely need the proper fuel to keep your body in tip-top shape, just keep your body going and moving. So I think one of the main food groups that people always mention whenever you hear the word exercising is protein. Protein is very important in muscle recovery, but I think fats and carbohydrates get a bad rap in general when it comes to Mentioning all of them together, but they're all equally important, and that's what we'll discuss today. But definitely, whenever you think about exercise, I think you think about protein because it's they all just go hand in hand together. So, we'll start off talking about the recommended guidelines for how much protein you need. So, the recommended dietary allowance or the RDA for short, states that you need about 0.8 to um, 1 or 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So one pound equals 0.454 kilograms. So just do the math on your own body weight. Um, I know how much protein I need. I usually do about one times the my kilograms just because i'm active and i work out but i don't need an excess amount of protein so americans are known to consume a very high amount of protein americans are very meat first and meat with every single meal and so that gives you a lot of protein um Eating a little more protein is not a super big deal, but if you are consuming huge amounts, this could put a strain on your body, um, especially like your kidneys, as it's trying to process all this protein. It can end up in your urine, and that's kind of when you need to take a step back from eating all of this. But um, just use those conversions and figure out how much protein you need in a day. So some examples of protein sources include beans, meats, nuts, dairy, eggs, tofu, and fish. These are all sources of protein. However, plant-based protein is not really considered a complete protein like meat products are, and this is due to amino acids. So some plant-based do not contain all nine essential amino acids needed. However, if you combine these foods with other foods, then it can turn a plant-based into a complete. So some combinations of complete proteins using two different foods are like um, rice and beans, which is really popular and super easy and cheap to make, peanut butter on whole wheat toast pita bread and hummus, and then like quinoa and beans. So all of these combinations will give you a complete source of protein, and they also offer a pretty good fiber content. So all of these food groups and sources are are great for fueling, fueling and recovering your muscles after a workout. I recommend eating a protein source at least an hour after working out. If you could eat it in 15 or 30 minutes after working out, that's probably better. Um, you just need that intake of protein to help rebuild the muscle that you damaged while working with weights, while resistance training. So I know a lot of people enjoy a protein shake after a workout. I used to be very dedicated to my muscle milk. I now try to stick with like an organic protein or some sort of pea protein but anything that you like and you enjoy drinking then stick with that try adding a protein shake after your workout but also eat a meal too so do not rely strictly on the shake to give you everything um have a protein shake and then later on in the day eat a meal i am very against meal replacement shakes um I just personally don't like them I don't think they're a great idea so don't use the protein shake as a meal replacement drink that shake and enjoy it and then have a meal later on so if you could make a protein shake throw in some vegetables if you want throw in some nuts and avocado whatever and that's a pretty good healthy shake and it contains some pretty good nutrients and fats that we'll discuss later on So it's just there to give you extra protein, and it's very convenient to take to the gym or make at home. Most people just throw in water with their protein powder or milk, whatever, blend it up. So if you enjoy protein shakes, then that's a great way of getting extra protein, but make sure you're using and eating the other food groups that contain protein to get everything that your body really needs. So now that we covered protein, um, let's take a break and when we get back, we'll talk about everybody's favorite, my favorite, carbohydrates. So carbohydrates get a bad rap in almost every diet I have seen. I am very pro-carb. I think they're great and I will not give them up. Um, Carb carbohydrates are brain fuel due to the glucose that they provide and they provide you with energy throughout the day and energy when you're working out so I love them you know that's just me but I think carbohydrates are great so they are broken down into two categories simple and complex So simple carbohydrates are digested quickly by the body, and that can be like soda, sweets, fruit juices, and then complex carbohydrates take longer for your body to process and digest, and usually that's because they contain a higher amount of fiber, so a complex carb example would be like an apple or a banana, whole wheat bread, oatmeal, or a green vegetable. So you need carbs for energy for your body because they provide with you with glucose, and then sometimes your body stores that glucose, um, and that is glycogen. So if you're running a long race, something longer than five or six miles, you most likely would have some sort of carbohydrate food source during the run. I know whenever I did my half marathon, I would train and run with my goo packets, so goo is like a thick syrup substance and it's really high in carbs and it's very easy to digest so while you're running your body is not having to worry about digesting it. It's it's quickly digested um, and it's it's easy on the body so if you're running like a long period of time you might want to replace some of those carbs you're losing. But, um, if you're weight training, you don't really need to eat like a whole loaf of bread before you work out to get carbs. But if you could have a meal like one to three hours before you work out, then that's probably best. Um, I think carbs are good for you. Most vegetables are carbohydrates and they're an excellent source of vitamins and minerals. Um, potatoes, sweet potatoes are very healthy for you and so are, you know, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower. So I think it's a great source of energy and your brain really likes it as energy too. So that's why in some of these diets that are low carb, at the beginning you might feel like you have a brain fog or you can't concentrate and that's because your body uses carbs mostly for brain function. and So if you're lacking in carbs, your brain might not be functioning like it normally does. So overall, carbs are very good for you and include them in your diet if you can. So the final food group that we're going to be discussing today is fat. I think out of All three, fat probably gets the worst rap in the exercise world and just in general, but not all fats are created equal. So that's something very important to remember. Fats are also broken down into categories. So unsaturated fat is liquid at room temperature and is pretty healthy. So um, that is further broken down into monounsaturated and polyunsaturated. So some examples of these include avocado, sunflower oil, walnuts, pumpkin seeds. These oils are healthy in moderation and contain omega-3, which is a really good nutrient that your body cannot process or cannot make, so that comes from polyunsaturated fats. Um another group is saturated fats, and these are not as great. As unsaturated these are found in dairy and meat products and some examples of these include ice cream cheese, fast food and other baked goods so the final category that we'll talk about is trans fatty acids or trans fats and I know you've heard of that before so these are um, found in like partially hydrogenated oils and it's like the worst type of fat for the body it hikes up your bad cholesterol and lowers your good cholesterol. So overall, it's not really great for your body. So if you can avoid these, go ahead. Um, fats are essential to your body and your diet, but learning which type to eat is very smart. So avocado is one of my favorite sources of fat. If you love it on toast, that's great. I love it on toast. Um, or simply I'll put it on my plate with some salt and eat it on the side. So if you eat it with whole wheat or whole grain toast, then you get a good carb and a good fat in one meal. Avocado oil or olive oil is also a good source of fat. So if you could cook with these, then that would be great. So since we covered all the food sources and groups, how does this relate to exercise? So Proteins, carbs, and fats are all essential in maintaining a healthy diet. If you're eating bad for your body, you can't go and have a great workout because you're limited on how you can perform. You know, your body needs fuel. It's just like a car. You you fuel up your car and your body is the same. So um, if you want to have a good workout session or you want to see gains in the gym, then maybe look into what you're putting in your body. Um, I'm not a huge fan of dieting. I prefer to stick with a smart eating approach. So smart eating with exercise. And I really never limit myself on what I can and can't eat because that just turns into me always thinking, well, can I eat this or can I not eat this? I'm just cautious of what I put into my body. So if you go to the store and you pick something up, just read the label on it because it'll tell you all the information that you need to know. It will tell you how much carbs, how much fat, what kind of fat, um, how much protein, vitamins that are in it. Um, It tells you sodium. Sodium is something that Americans eat a lot of and some foods contain a lot amount of sodium and you don't even know it unless you read the label. So always read the label at the store if you're going to buy something. And overall, just make sure you have a balanced diet that works for you. If you enjoy certain foods, then keep them in your diet. And if you have a healthy diet and you're putting in the correct fuel for your body, then you should have a pretty good success at the gym. So I hope that y'all learned some good information today. I plan to have more episodes. Um, on the podcast about nutrition because I really enjoy talking about it and researching it. Um, Like I said at the beginning, I took a lot of classes in school where we discussed nutrition and exercise and weight loss and weight gain and a bunch of different topics. So I really love nutrition and I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode and learned some good information and can use it. So until next time, I'm Marie and thanks for listening to Wanna Shot.